This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. We are starting Jazz Blues Month here on the LJS Podcast, where we're going to be digging in deep into a jazz blues strategies for learning it, strategies for improvising over it, and strategies for mastering it. But I cannot think of a better way to start than to try to impress upon you the importance of mastering a jazz blues. Getting this song form under your belt, being able to play it backwards, forwards, sideways, up, down, because if you know a jazz blues, it is going to make jazz in general so much easier. So today's episode, we are going to be digging into three reasons why you absolutely need to master a jazz blues, but first, a story of the first jazz standard I ever learned. That's coming right up. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos, all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. I do appreciate it. Yes, we are starting Jazz Blues Month here on the LGS podcast. So excited. Like I said in the intro, we are going to be diving deep into the jazz blues because this is so, so important. I really, 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 really believe in the jazz blues and how working on this is really going to take your jazz playing, your improv playing all to the next level. And just to give you a little sneak peek, today's episode is three reasons why you need to master the jazz blues. So we're going to be talking about that today. Next week, you can expect strategy number one, mapping out a jazz blues for improv success. The episode after that is going to be strategy number two, three pillars for jazz jazz blues language and the last episode of jazz blues month is going to be strategy number three the secret sauce for mastering a jazz blues this is a value value packed next four episodes of the podcast so make sure you're subscribed to the show i don't want you to miss any of these at all now i promised you a story of the first jazz standard I ever learned and uh it's it's gonna shock you it, it, it really is so uh you know Sit tight. You know, I'm going to get to it in one second. But first, of course, we are doing Jazz Blues Month because on October 6th, Sunday, October 6th, I am launching my brand new course, the Jazz Blues Accelerator. Now, this is a really exciting course that me and the team have been uh, really thinking about for the last year and uh, been hard at work developing over the last several months. And this is going to be a rock solid jazz blues practicing course that is going to uh, really honestly it would be impossible for you not to 
be a killer player over a Jazz Blues after this course if you did the work. This is going to be a really great course. I want you to get involved in it. I'll be talking a little bit more about it throughout Jazz Blues Month. Uh, This is a course that I believe is going to have a high impact on your jazz playing. There's going to be a free masterclass uh, for everybody who's considering uh, taking the course, and it's the only way you can get invited into the course, and it's really just my way of saying, hey, here's some free value. It's going to help you a lot to take this masterclass. If you want to go further with me and everybody else, uh, you can take the course after that. Uh, So if you want to get notified when that free masterclass comes out and when the course is available on October 6th, then please sign up at jazzbluesaccelerator.com jazzbluesaccelerator.com. I'll also leave that in the show notes today. That way you can get signed up uh, for that masterclass. Uh, Hope to see you in there. All right, on to that story. All right, so picture me now. I probably found jazz like many of my generation did, which is through jazz band in high school. I started playing in the jazz band. I was I was interested in rock music. I was in like a prog rock band. Uh, I loved it. I, I, I loved music. I practiced music every single day. I had band practices with my band on Saturdays, and I was involved in the school jazz band because I thought jazz was kind of cool, right? I mean, jazz uh, was uh, you know an interesting music. I loved the virtuosity. I loved the improv. It kind of aligned with the kind of music that I enjoyed listening to. So needless to say, I, I did play jazz in jazz band, but I don't think I really knew any jazz standards. And sure, I was uh, familiar with the jazz blues. I could probably get around a jazz blues form. However, when I really got serious about jazz, I got locked in with a great teacher. I interviewed him on episode 100. And God bless him. He honestly, I mean, I give him all the credit for getting me in the right direction on putting me on the right path to jazz success and leading me to the career I've had today. But he he gave me a first jazz standard to learn. And this is this is before Autumn Leaves. This is before, you know, really digging into a blues. The first jazz standard. Are you ready for it? The first jazz standard that he gave me to learn was... Well, actually, I'll just play it first. Actually, that's all I know of it still. But uh, Inner Urge by Joe Henderson. Inner Urge by Joe Henderson. Now, if you are at all familiar with Inner Urge by Joe Henderson, uh, not only is that melody very difficult to play, I played the easiest part of it. I don't think I remember the rest of it. But the harmony is mostly major seven sharp 11 chords that move completely non-diatonically and it's played at a pretty brisk tempo now you can imagine of course i i was just struggling on this song and guess what i had to be able to learn this one before the jazz festival that uh, my teacher got me to go to so i could compete in the jazz festival and there's other kids playing you know how high the moon and you know 
things ain't what they used to be, you know, songs that like maybe were a little bit more accessible, but I was going to try to play Inner Urge and improvise over it, having very little jazz improv experience outside of high school jazz band. Now, again, God bless my teacher, but, but this was not the way, in my opinion, to get introduced into jazz. Now, of course, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go on to say that, yes, I did learn how to play a jazz blues form. I learned how to play, you know, a basic jazz blues form, uh, or rather just a basic rock blues, and then a jazz blues, and, you know, a bebop blues. I learned all that stuff that happened, and then, of course, at every jam session that I went to, that my teacher would have me go to, we played a blues. So yes, I did start working on the blues. However, all of this to say that when we're starting to learn how to play jazz, or even if we're on this journey for a while, the jazz blues is a great, great springboard for jazz improv success. And I wish I had really focused more on a jazz blues than inner urge. Not to say that I didn't learn a lot of great lessons in the process. So, with all that being said, and keeping my story in mind, I want to introduce you to three reasons why you need to master the jazz blues. Are you ready for it? Reason number one. Reason number one is if you want to understand the tradition of jazz and where jazz came from, you need to understand the blues. Okay, jazz really came out of the blues. I mean, that is uh, one of the big factors, the big evolutionary points that led to what we call jazz music. Now, of course, jazz music has a long history. Jazz music starting in New Orleans, coming out of the blues, coming out of European march music, all this all this crazy stuff happening in New Orleans at the time. And then you have Louis Armstrong and you have, you know, of course, Buddy Bolden, the legend, the myth. And then you have uh, just this evolution of jazz, and now we have modern jazz today, and now jazz is in R&B music and all these other things. But if we really want to understand jazz at all, no matter what kind of jazz you're interested in, you need to understand the tradition of the music. And there is no better way to understand the tradition of the music than to understand the blues. The blues is at the root of what jazz music is today. Okay, And we know this because you just hear the blues in jazz, right? You hear it in the language that the musicians play. You hear it in the harmony of other jazz standards, right? The blues is massive. And now, of course, the blues, what was the blues all about? The blues was all about call and response, right? We have a line like this. response and then something back 
right? Something to respond back to that. Call and response. And what was blues all about? It was all about improv, right? That's what that's really where improv comes from here. Call and response. You know, I'm gonna say something and then you're gonna say something. And then you just start creating and you start responding from the other people in the band and you start playing music, right? And then you have improv and then you start expressing your ideas and the next person expresses their ideas. The blues is so important to understanding this music. So is it enough just to maybe learn a jazz blues form and then call it a day and start learning inner urge? Absolutely not, right? Or moments notice or giant steps or whatever countdown, whatever complicated jazz songs you want to learn. No, we need to know the blues forwards and backwards. And that's going to require a lot more than maybe most of us have dedicated to it. Okay, so that's reason number one. If you want to understand the tradition of jazz music, you need to understand the blues, and understanding the tradition is of utmost importance. Let's move on to reason number two that you need to master the jazz blues. And reason number two is a jazz blues contains most of the crucial harmonic movements in jazz. Okay, a jazz blues contains most of the crucial harmonic movements in jazz. Let's talk about the jazz blues form really quick. We have a one chord. Now, what makes blues, of course, unique is usually when we're talking about the diatonic series, the one chord is always going to be a major chord. Well, in the case of the blues, we have an exception to the rule, and we are playing a dominant seventh chord. That's what gives it that gritty tension, the blues, right? So we have a one chord going to a a four chord. Now, how often in jazz do we go from a one one chord to a four chord? All the time. And guess what? In most popular music, that movement happens a lot, okay? Now, a lot of times in jazz, we'll do something like a jazz standard. We'll have, let's just turn this into a major seventh chord for a second. Okay. B flat major seven is what I'm playing. And then we'll move to the four chord with a two five to it. So F minor seven, B flat seven, and then the four chord to be E flat major seven. So understanding the relationship between the four chord and the one chord is of utmost importance, right? Now, the blues, these are dominant seventh chords. Right? So we have this one to four chord relationship. Now, we go to the four chord, right? And then, in a jazz blues, we usually have a diminished seventh chord, a half step up. So a sharp four diminished. Now, this is something that is really important to jazz music. We see the diminished passing chords all the time in jazz music. So, of course, understanding diminished theory is is important. Understanding diminished harmony is going to come up time and time again in jazz standards. So there's an important lesson here. But the most important lessons are coming up later here in the form. Then we go back to the one chord. And then in a jazz blues, or at least what I consider a basic jazz blues form, we go one, two, six, a dominant six chord, right? Not the minor six chord, a dominant six chord, which is a secondary dominant leading into the two chord. So we have B flat seven, G seven. I'm playing a sharp nine on there. You could do a flat nine as well, or even a sharp five on top. And then two chord. Now, the 1-6 relationship is really important because this happens all the time in jazz as a turnaround to the 2. So 1-6, 2, 
five, one. We see that happen all the time. In fact, rhythm changes. And rhythm changes arguably probably one of the second most important forms in jazz, right? So the one, six relationship to the two, okay, right? Why is that important? I mean, one, six, two, five is a big turnaround, but also the understanding of the secondary dominant there. Secondary dominant, by the way, if you're not familiar, we've done a podcast episode on that, but just to refresh those who maybe aren't familiar, a secondary dominant is essentially when you're tonicizing another diatonic chord in the series. So the two chord, that's C minor seven in this case, we're in concert B flat. The two chord is being tonicized by the G7, right? Which is the six chord of B flat, but that's that five one relationship. And boy, are we getting there because here's the other one. First of all, we land on a two C minor seven, then we go to a five, and then we end on the one, the dominant one chord. Okay, now the two five one chord relationship, the this chord progression, it's the most important one in all of jazz, hands down, right? The two five one is the most important chord progression. Now again, we're we're ending on a dominant seventh chord instead of a major seventh chord, but that's super important. And even more important is to understand the five to one relationship, which is not just a jazz thing, that's an all music thing, right? But the two five is very prevalent in jazz harmony. So what we have is a five relationship, the G7 to the two, right? So we're tonicizing the two chord and then a two, five, one. So five, one relationships everywhere, everywhere. We got the relationship with the four chord. We got the two, five, one. We got the one, six, two, five, right? It's all in here. And if you know that really well and you can improvise over that really well, guess what? You can play a lot of other jazz standards. Now, I know what you're thinking right now, right, Brent, but the jazz blues you're playing right now isn't in a minor key. And then we have to learn minor harmony too. You're absolutely right. If we have a minor blues... Then we have minor two five ones, right? Then goes to the four chord, right? So then you learn all of that minor harmony in there too, but the form is still the same. Um, we're not going to be focusing on the minor blues for this jazz blues month um, because I, I do believe that believes some separate uh, some separate uh, time for itself. But we, the concept is still the same there. The form is really generally the, still the same, and the harmonic lessons are still there as well. Okay, so that's reason number two. A jazz blues contains most of the crucial harmonic movements in jazz. You know the jazz blues really well. You know a lot of other jazz standards and how to navigate them very well. All right, let's move on to our final point. And this is a very, very important point. Point number three, reason number three that you need to master a jazz blues is the jazz blues is, in my opinion, the perfect platform for developing jazz improv skills. The jazz blues is a perfect platform for developing jazz improv skills. Now, why? Why is it a perfect platform? 
Okay, first of all, let's go over several reasons for, for why. Uh, first of all, it's a short form. It's only 12 bars. Now, I know there's 16 bar blueses and things like that, but it's only 12 bars. You're only dealing with 12 bars. Now, how often do you learn jazz standards that are 32 bars or sometimes even more? And it's just overwhelming. There's a lot of chord changes. How do I navigate this? How, need, how do I navigate that? When you have a jazz blues, a traditional 12-bar jazz blues, you're only dealing with 12 bars. That's all you have to worry about. And guess what? It's a lot of the same chords. One chord, four chord, one chord, right? Two, five, one. That's that's what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with a lot of stuff. And when we learn how to improvise and we become better jazz improvisers, we don't need to overwhelm ourselves with a bunch of harmonic information. It's best to take things simply. And so a 12-bar blues is absolutely a great starting place or even, it doesn't, not even a starting place. I mean, if you're an advanced jazz musician, you know the importance of being able to play blues very well and proficiently, right? Okay, so that's first reason, the short form. Um, the second reason goes back to reason number two that I gave you, and that is it has the basic chord progressions. So if you know how to connect uh, to a one to a four chord, so... Right. If you know how to access that, right, go from one to the four chord, that's that's great. And then you know how to go from a six to a two, right? Right. If you start learning how to do that stuff, these are all the important chord progressions you need to figure out how to tie together in jazz. <laughs> if you got the one, six, two, five down, if you are able to spell out the chord changes for a two, five, one, Hey, you're doing all right. Trust me, you're doing really well because those are the most important chord progressions in jazz, period. Now, we're going to go over in the subsequent episodes here on Jazz Blues Month strategies. I mentioned there's going to be three strategies for just completely crushing it on a jazz blues. So again, please be subscribed to the show. Uh, Today's just the reasons, but they're the basic chord progressions, right? Okay, now the, the other reason why a jazz blues is a perfect platform for developing your improv skills is it's just an easy easy way to get started, right? Everybody plays a jazz blues, and it's fun, okay? Now, there's just some easy improv skills that can get you through it really easily. For example, the easiest way to access that blues sound is... And we all know this, right? Minor pentatonic over... It's a dominant seventh chord, but... You can still play the minor pentatonic because, it, and it works over the whole form pretty much because it's bluesy sounding. It works with the style. Now, of course, you can add that flat three or sharp four, and that's even more bluesy. Some people call it the blues scale. I just like to call it a minor pentatonic scale with a flat five in it. Right, it's really just a passing tone, in my opinion. It's not really. Uh, that's I'm not sure. I love the blues scale, but anyways, you know, it's easy to get started just just right there. And then once you start to understand the modal application a little bit, right? You understand that to play dominant seventh chord, we're just dealing with a mixolydian mode. Then we go to the four chord. Right? That's just that's just playing mixolydian over those chords. Right? And then you understand Dorian. Combine 
combine mm. those skills together, right? It's really simple to get started on a jazz blues, right? We don't need to worry about you know the most complicated melodic minor. We don't need to worry about navigating crazy bebop changes, right? We're just worried about the 12-bar blues, a form that everybody loves to play. People are going to play it all the time. I mean, how many jam sessions or gigs have you gone to where people are like, uh, do you know what standard to play? I don't know. Which one do you want to play? You do, do you know that one? No, I don't know that one. Well, what about this one? I don't know that one. Well, how about we just play a blues, right? It's a common ground. Everybody loves the blues, and you know, it's just an important form to know just for that reason alone. But it's not hard to get started on it, and... What I'm going to be teaching you in Jazz Blues Month, and of course, if you sign up for my masterclass at jazzbluesaccelerator.com, and if you decide to take Jazz Blues Accelerator, the course at the end of it, I mean, we're going to go much deeper than that, right? Because right now we're talking about surface level things. I want to teach you how to go deep into practicing the blues so that literally at the end of that, you can say, I have mastery over a jazz blues. And because you have mastery over a jazz blues, you have mastery over other elements of jazz. You are essentially have an unfair advantage. Let me say that one more time because I think that's important. If you have control on a deep level, not just a surface level, not just minor pentatonic or blues scale or any of that, and not just like I can play a couple keys, right? If you have deep understanding of a jazz blues, then you have an unfair advantage when it comes to everything else in jazz music. If you don't believe me, well, just listen back to this episode again, because I do hope that these three points have been helpful in convincing you of all of this. All right, that's all for today's show. Thank you for listening. I am so excited about Jazz Blues Month. The The three strategies uh, are, are going to be just awesome in the next episode. So I'm really excited to dive in to the rest of Jazz Blues Month. I think this has just been a great way to start the month to uh, you know get us the good firm foundation of understanding. I always am someone who... You know, if someone tells me, hey, work on this or practice this, I need someone to tell me why. I'm one of those people. I'm a natural skeptic. So uh, this has been a great starting point, of course. And like I said, make sure you sign up for that masterclass, which will lead you directly into uh, an invite to the course. It's the only way to get invited to Jazz Blues Accelerator on October 6th. So sign up at jazzbluesaccelerator.com. And hey, I always ask this at the end of the show, and I do appreciate all of you who have left uh, awesome rating reviews. Um, I've been great getting some great ones. We just broke 300, and I'm so, so grateful. It's hard to do that on on Apple Podcasts. It's really hard to do that. Um, so thank you so much. just shows how much people love this show and support this show. Um, so if you have never left your rating and review and told other people why you like this show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, thank you so much for, for doing that. And I, I would appreciate if you would just go do that and, and leave a rating and review. Thank you so much. Do appreciate that. I don't take any of it for granted. I read every single one of them. Okay, we're coming out with another awesome episode of Jazz Blue month next week like i said this one is going to be strategy one mapping out a jazz blues for improv success you're not going to want to miss this one i'll see you back then 
Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.